Welcome to the Byesville Assembly of God podcast. We are a church of connection with God, with people, and our community. Join us each week for powerful messages from God's Word presented by our lead pastor, Dustin Dyke. And now, this week's message. Uh, if you would, uh, we're gonna be, I'm going to be preaching from uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6. Um, here at, uh, here at Byesville, we, we have uh, Bibles in the pews for you if you don't have one. Um, and uh, we also have the version notes. But if, if you're not familiar with the Bible, uh, the passage I'm reading from is on page 178 of these pew Bibles. Uh, Deuteronomy is the fifth book of the Bible. Uh, it's, so it's toward the front, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar. We're going to be in chapter 6. Uh, I kind of touched on this the last time I preached, but I'm going to really unpack it now because I just had my six-month anniversary here, and um, I'm off probation. So uh, we're going to have a good time. So <laughs> you guys are really nervous now, right? Anyway, um, and we also have the Version Bible app notes. If you want to follow along in there, you just open up the Version Bible app. Uh, there, there's a tab that it says more at the bottom. Just tap that and then hit events. And uh, our church, if your location's on, our church should be right there. But you can also search just Byesville, and uh, it, that'll come up. If you want to follow along there, there's uh, some blanks to fill in and everything. Uh, so Deuteronomy chapter 6, we're going to be reading from verses 1 through 19. Um, I am old, or older anyway. Um, so I, I remember the days of standing for the reading of the Word of God in church. And I like that tradition. So if you would, please stand. With whatever Bible you're using, your digital one, your print one, whatever, as I read. And then there's another tradition that's not necessarily from the Assemblies of God, but it's kind of another denomination. I don't know where it came from. Um, Some of you may know. But after the reading of the Word, I'm going to say, this is the Word of the Lord. And you're going to say, thanks be to God. So let's practice that right now. This is the Word of the Lord. You guys are awesome. All right, first try. Woohoo! Good. All right. Uh, let's read. Starting in verse 1, we're going to go all the way to 19. This is Moses speaking to the people. He's just unpacked the Ten Commandments again, uh, gone through them. These are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you, and so that you may enjoy long life. Hear Israel, and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as symbols around your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. When the Lord your God brings you into the land, he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large, flourishing cities you did not build, houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide, wells you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. Then, when you eat and are satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of of the land of slavery. Fear the Lord your God. 
Serve him only and take your oaths in his name. Do not follow other gods, the gods of the peoples around you. For the Lord your God, who is among you, is a jealous God, and his anger will burn against you, and he will destroy you from the face of the land. Do not put the Lord your God to the test, as you did at Massa. Be sure to keep the commands of the Lord your God and the stipulations and decrees he has given you. Do what is right and good in the, Lord, in the Lord's sight, so that it may go well with you, and you may go in and take over the good land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors, thrusting out all your enemies before you, as the Lord said. This is the word of the Lord. Yeah. You may be seated. Um, my title today is Be About It. Be About It, a little beehive and my little extra E there. Um, bees, and bees are busy. We have a phrase, uh, busy bees. I am wired, as you probably already can tell, to not be still and to pause. I'm a very busy person. I have a busy mind. Uh, even at like 11 o'clock at night, my mind still, is still going with ideas and things. And even, oh, should have done that or should have said that, that kind of thing. Anybody else relate to that or am I the... Okay, there's a few. Good. I am not alone. Thank you. All right. So, uh, but be about it. And this whole passage is, is kind of a culmination of of God reinstating uh, something that he started in Genesis and, and saying, be about the work of God. Um, so we're, we're to be about God's work, and uh, that is today's message. Uh, so we're going to take, the, the way I do it, I kind of unpack the scripture a little bit, and then we're going to dive into some application, and you'll know why these dry erase boards are standing behind me eventually. But you can guess in the meantime and use your imagination if you want. All right, so number one, be filled. Okay, verse six. These commands that I give you today are to be on your hearts. We are to be filled. We're, we're to be filled with the word of the Lord. We're to be filled with his spirit daily. We should be daily seeking God, praying, um, just constantly filled. Um, Deuteronomy 6, 6, uh, Romans 12, 2, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Uh, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. God's word is to be in our hearts, in our minds, and in our hearts first and foremost, in our hearts, okay? And I'm going to pause here, and I'm going to give some information, and then we're going to dig in, get your steel toe boots on. 6.2% of children reporting having suicidal thoughts. This is from a survey that just came out um, late last year. 9.1% reported suicidal self-injury. Hospital emergency room visits for cutting and drug overdose have tripled in the last eight years. And that's for just ages 9 to 10-year-old. 9 and 10-year-olds. That's not a 17-year-old with low self-esteem. That's 9 and 10-year-olds that have phones and social media, and that's a whole different... Well, we might touch on that. I might, God might let me get to that in my sermon. But anyway, America... Well, the world really is facing a huge crisis. The next generation is under just brutal attack. Brutal attack, literally. He, Satan's got them convinced to attack themselves. It's not abortion. It's not child abuse. They're doing it themselves now at 9 and 10 years old. This is a huge, huge epidemic with far more exponential percentages then the pandemic even hurt children, right? So 
that's kind of what we're facing. And I hear, we, we bemoan that, and we're, we're saddened by that, and we're shocked by those numbers, and we see it in, in the lives of our kids. But I'm going to talk about what are we doing about it as a church and as a family and as parents. So we are to be filled with the Word and with the Spirit, okay? Number two, be fruitful. Verses 13 and 14. Verses 13 and 14 here of Deuteronomy 6. Fear the Lord your God. Serve Him only. Take your oaths in His name. Do not follow other gods, the gods of the people around you. For the Lord your God, who is among you, is a jealous God, and His anger will burn against you, and He will destroy you from the face of the earth. I'm sorry. Number two is be faithful. We need to be faithful and obey God's commands. Follow Him. Serve Him only. God is love. But he also disciplines out of that love. love. Love has been corrupted, especially in America, to be this ooey-gooey term where anything goes, and we're supposed to be okay with that. That's not the word of the Lord. Okay? Anything goes is not how God works. right? Um, and that's not how love works. It's not loving. And uh, like I said, we'll unpack that. So we obey. We need to obey the word ourselves. We need to teach the word to others. The Great Commission, right? Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Teaching them to obey, right? We like the evangelism part, but then we, we kind of skip the teach part because that requires more work, right? Um, so number one, be filled. Number two, be faithful. And I went ahead and spoiled the number three. Be fruitful. Is that on there? Yep, good. Be fruitful, Okay. Do what is right and good in the Lord's sight, so that it may go well that you and you may go in and take over the good land that the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors, thrusting out all your enemies, as the Lord said. In Genesis 1.28, God says to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply. Genesis 9, when, Moses is get, or when Noah is getting off the ark, Genesis 9.1, be fruitful, fill the earth. Okay? Deuteronomy 4.9, same thing, be fruitful. God's ultimate command is to bear fruit. But if we are not filled, and if we are not living faithfully, we won't have fruit, right? We won't have those things, and we need to be filled with the Spirit, filled with His Word, and, and passing that on to generations. That's kind of the unpacking of, of, of this passage and where I'm going with this, and I want to get into some of the, uh, just, uh, some of the practical ways to do it. Uh, when I preach at youth... I have a, a segment where we kind of turn the page from, from Scripture and get into, okay, what do we do now, right? There's a problem. Suicide's going up. Kids are self-harming. Families are falling apart. Abortion's on the rise. It, you know, there, there's a problem, a global problem. So what do we do about it, right? So I have my, so what? So everybody say, so what? So what? The youth are all smiling. Hannah, you didn't say it. Say, so what? Okay, right? So what? Usually, uh. Javon's my loudest so whater back there, yes, in, in youth, okay? So, so what? So I want to talk through this a little bit, but I need a volunteer. Any volunteer, I don't care. Volunteer. Okay, Javon, you're getting voluntold. Come on up. You don't have to speak. I'm not giving you a mic. Uh, just stand right there for a minute and just, uh, just kind of watch and listen. I love to draw. 
uh, it's one of the gifts uh, by God's grace that, that he gave me. Um, when I was in eighth grade, I uh, participated in a statewide uh, art contest uh, with a, a few hundred art students from around Ohio. And uh, the, the prize was a full-ride scholarship to the Columbus College of Art and Design as a middle schooler. And um, I was one of the two recipients in the state that, that received that prize um, based on that. No, I don't clap. No. <laughs> it's all right, right? My gift was drawing, right? My gift was drawing, and I had a, an advanced art teacher in high school after I'd been to CCAD, and, um, you know, he, he, we had this advanced art class with, like, five students, and uh, he, gave, he assigned us this multimedia project because uh, I can't paint to save my life, and I can't sculpt. You know, I'm gifted in drawing, pencil drawing. That's it. That's all I got. Um, and this art teacher knew that, and so he, <laughs> he, had, a, he had a rule, uh, or he, he kind of went around each of us, and he kind of read our mail. He said, you each have to do, come, uh, do one subject, whatever that is, and he, gets around, he goes around the room and says, you can't do it this way, and you can't do it this way to this person. He gets to me, and he says, Norquest, you can do Michael Jordan, because it was the 90s, and that's, you know, that's my topic. Um, that was my subject, because I like to draw humans. Um, anyway, he said, you can do Michael Jordan, but you can't draw. Your three things that you have to present him have to be anything but drawing. You can paint him, sculpt him, whatever, but you can't draw. And he said, uh, and then he proceeds to like read my mail and unpack it even more. And he tells the group right there, he goes, now y'all know Norquest, he can draw like a mug, but he sucks at painting. Those were his exact words, right? So we, we have these people in our lives that, that know our strengths and our weaknesses and try and build our weaknesses up a little bit so that our strengths even become better. Because having to paint made me a better drawer. Um, and so we, we need these mentors in our life. But I love to draw. Okay, so the first thing that we're going to talk about today, they're, they're all three M's. Number one, message. We have a message to speak. If we are filled with God's word and filled with his Holy Spirit, we have a message to pass on to our kids. And now I'm going to narrow it down to parents or grandparents who are raising children right now. The rest of you who have raised kids, take notes, take heart, you're part of this. But I'm about to break out the Pastor Scott sledgehammer. So buckle up. So we have a message to speak. So I just shared my love of drawing, right? I shared my love of drawing. Now, this is dry erase board. It's not, that gr- it's not going to be that great. I had another one. Oh, well, never mind. Did you grab my marker? You didn't? Okay. I had a... Ah, oh, there it is. Here, athlete. There you go. Boom. He can take me in basketball. I know. Man's got to know his limitations. Don't do anything just yet. I just want you to listen. Okay. We have a message to speak. Okay. I love to draw faces. And they're pretty easy. You just kind of make an outline, and actually you've got to have a marker that works too. Can I use that? I know that one works. <laughs> All right. Helps to have the right tools. There we go. So you just kind of draw an outline. You may or may not be able to see that. We're going to do a profile of a face. We're going to do a profile of a face. So just a generic face. It's not going to look like anybody you know or anything unless you really want to be creative with your, with your site. So about a third or maybe, maybe 25% of the way down, we're just going to put a line and map kind of where the nose begins, where the nose starts. And then right about the middle of the face, we're going we're gonna to put the bottom of the nose. Okay? And then a little further down, we're going to put a line where the mouth goes. And then uh, about the same distance as the forehead, we're going to do the chin. So just a curved line 
We're going to do a curved line and then just three little lines to start. Okay? And then we just start to fill in the blanks here. Okay? Again, this is dry erase. I apologize. And plus, it's just a quick sermon point. I'm not going to make a lot of hay here. Okay? And then we'll do the eyes. Just a little V with a little circle is all you really need for the eyes. Eyebrows. And we're good. Okay? So, that's it. A curved line, some dashes, and then you just kind of connect the dashes with whatever nose you want. That's message. It's not just me teaching it. It's me doing it and teaching it. That's message. Okay? We are to not only have the Spirit of God in us as parents, and we are not only to have the Word of God in us as parents, right? Our kids need to see us taking that in, and our kids need to hear us talking about how we do it. Dad gets up at 5 a.m. and reads his Bible, has a cup of coffee and reads his Bible. Mom gets up and goes in her prayer closet and prays at, you know, 10 o'clock every day. Whatever that is in your house, hopefully you have a spiritual routine of your own. I'll just leave that there. If you don't, get one, okay? But when you have your spiritual routine, as parents, say it and show it. Model it. That's our message. We message it by, by living it out and doing that. Then we model it some more. Okay, the number two is model. We have message and model. So I, I, I have a love for art. I have developed my gift of art. I've learned how to draw. I've learned how to make different proportions and things of that nature. Uh, I can make men, women, doesn't matter, uh, whatever. Now, we, now we're going to model it. Okay, I'm going to do it again. And all the while, while I'm modeling it, I'm doing it, right? I'm speaking it as well, making my curved line, making my lines, boom, boom, right? I'm just making this a little faster here. Okay, we got the nose, we got this, we got this. It's like the Hulk, he's green, but whatever. There we go. Again. Same thing. It looks a little different, but it's the same process. Same process. I've made my lines. I've mapped out where the mouth is and all that. I've, mo- I've messaged. I've modeled. And the last one, mentor. Three M's. Message, model, mentor. This is where you come in. Let's see if this red one works. I shouldn't have tossed it back this far. Nope, but I'll be right back from my magic door. Hold on. It worked this morning, I promise. Crowd's getting restless. There we go. All right. You're adults. I hope I can leave you unattended for a minute. All right, let's try one of these. Nah, not so good. Yeah, that one will work. You're going to do it in blue. Mentor. Now I'm going to sit across from the dining room table. You're going to come in mom's prayer closet. You're going to sit down with dad, and I'm going to show you how to read the Bible. Mentor. You come alongside your kid. You're my kid right now. I still have the same message 
My kid has seen me do it now and kind of knows what the end result should look like. You think he's going to get it right off the bat? They have no confidence in you, buddy. All right. Okay. <clears throat> Let's try it. We'll see how good of a teacher I am. Okay, just make a curved line nice and free. That's good. Yep, perfect. It's going to be light because once we do detail, we'll, we'll, we'll erase it. So about a fourth of the way down, just make a little, little mark. Doesn't have to be that big. That's going to be quite a scowl. Okay. And then right about the middle of your curve, make another line for where the bottom of the nose is. That's going to be the bottom of your nose. Cool. And then a little bit further down, make where the mouth is going to have an opening. Good. And then about the same distance as your forehead, you can use your fingers like this. Come down here from the mouth and then make that the bottom of your chin. And then we can erase this. There we go, if you want. Beautiful. Not bad. He's following pretty good. Let's start with the nose. So the nose is obviously going to shoot out a little bit. You can make yours as big or as little as you want. Just make that. And then your noses have round tips. We're not making the Wicked Witch of the East here. There we go. All right. Okay, so from the bottom of the nose, right here on your line, you're going to kind of make a lip, make the upper lip and connect it to that line. A little curve. Yep, right here. Okay, cool. And then another lip, a little bottom lip, just a tiny one. Tiny, there we go. That's pretty big. All right. All right. And then now we just kind of make a curve. You know how your chin is curved under. There you go. All right. Not too bad, not too bad, all right. And then let's just define the forehead a little more from the top of the eye there. Right here is the, nope, you're, you're here, so you got to kind of go out from there. Yep, good, good. All right, now for the eye. See this line that you made here? You already have a long line, so now take, just like you're drawing part of a triangle, just bring an angle down about like that. There you go, there you go. His, his is going to be a cartoon character, it's Okay. <laughs> And then just fill in a little circle in between to connect that. There we go. We got a face. Boom. All right. Let's try it. Your nostril is going to be really interesting. But make a little curve for that nostril. Why don't you just connect, connect this. I want you to get the mother scale. There we go. There we go. Boom. Yep. All right. That's, that'll work. That'll work. And then we'll just put a little line there so that he can breathe. Good. All right. All right. Step back. You can put a cap on that. Okay. Not bad, not bad. All right, you can have a seat now. Very cool. Your kid's not going to come out perfect the first time you try this, right? We do, we do it with art the same way spiritually because we're far from perfect too, right? We don't have it all down, but what we do have down we can pass on, right? So, message, I love to draw. I really love the Lord. I invested in art classes. I spend time praying and reading my Bible. I draw a lot. I pray and read my Bible a lot. Let me show you how to draw a face. Let me show you how I read the Bible, son. Let me, let me help you memorize scripture. Let me pray with you, model prayer with you. Let me let you take a crack at praying, right? Kids often have the best prayers, actually. Um, Message, model, mentor, three M's. We are so busy trying to raise good American citizens and being involved in every single activity we can possibly get our kids into 
and not telling our kids no, that they're committing suicides at all-time rates, all-time highs. They are cutting because we are not doing the first and foremost thing that God commanded us to do as parents. And that's to mentor and model and message them in the things of God. There is nothing more important than raising a child who is grounded in God's word. But hear this, because we all know them. We all know people who can memorize, who can quote scripture backwards, forwards, and in pig Latin, right? Who aren't serving God. Some of the best Bible quarters I've seen are atheists, right? But their parents, when they stand before God, can say, we raised them, we did what you commanded, God. The results, their salvation, the word of God never puts that on you, ever. That is always God's job. Your job is to lead them to Jesus and to do everything you can, everything you can, all your time, energy, and passion to show them the ways of God, to teach them the ways of God. It's God's job to save them. But if you stand before God and he says, which he'll already know the answer to the question, how many times a day did you read the Bible with your kid? How many times a day did you pray with your kid? Did you model that with your kid? How many verses a week did you memorize? How much time did you, sh did you spend worshiping me and, and showing that? How many times did you go to a coach and say, you know what, we can't do Sundays. Church is important to us and we love God too much to miss a Sunday. He's going to be late to practice or he's going to miss that game. Are we doing that or are we just chasing after every activity and signing our kids up for one thing after another and teaching them that being involved in other things and not teaching them the ways of God is important. Now, it's not just about church attendance for me. I have three kids, and they were in all kinds of stuff. And it's hard as a parent. It is super hard. Allison was 18 months old when we had twin boys. Yeah, for this only child, that was a major shock to his system. Yes, right? It's super hard. But God didn't say it would be easy. And God, quite honestly, doesn't care how you feel about it. Our obedience is not determined by how we feel about what God says, right? Our obedience and our, and our desire to raise up kids and to teach our kids the things of God doesn't depend on whether we're tired or whether we have to get Annie to cheerleading and, and Connor to one end of, start, of, of uh, Stark County and Cameron on the other end of Stark County all within the same 45-minute period, right? It was hard. It was hard on our kids, we spent many, and Angie will tell you, we, and I was a little more adamant about it than she was sometimes, but um, we, we spent a lot of our commutes. That's when we studied JBQ. We didn't really have time to gather as a family at the dinner table because we were, our kids were in stuff. But we also had the conversations with the coach. They, I, I can count on one hand how many Sunday mornings they missed and how many Wednesdays they missed. My son Cameron started in football. On the offensive line was, was a left guard and uh, racked up a bunch of blocks and, and all that. But that locker room knew who to have pray before the game. That locker room, those boys at the 
team bonfires, when they're doing all these shenanigans, you know, when they opened it in prayer, they always call on Cameron. You can do both. You can have those conversations. It was to the point where on Wednesdays at 6 o'clock, the head coach of the Louisville football team would be like, Norquest, 6, hit the showers and get to church. They knew because their parents were advocates for them and said, this is important to us and you know, this is how we roll. People saw it in us. People saw it in our kids. They honored that. Sometimes you might have to say no. I had to quit baseball in high school because my dad went to the coach and asked if I could leave early on a Wednesday night. We didn't have games on Wednesday nights. It was just practice, right? Alan Iverson, it's just practice, right? The coach wouldn't bend. And instead of my dad wanting to please me, he wanted to please God. I didn't play baseball. We have to decide whether or not we want to please God first and foremost. We don't want to raise good pro-life Republicans, right? We don't want to raise compassionate liberals. We want to raise children of God, and we need to commit to that. You want to transform America, don't put your faith in a party. Put your faith in God alone. Get your kids in the Word. Get them to church, right? The church's role is a gift to you parents, especially you ones that are running ragged. Right, that are just single moms, whatever. You got multiple kids, they're all in stuff. Like I said, Angie and I have been there and done that. Right, we got our kids to Sunday school, we'd pack the diaper bag the night before. Right, there are some things you can do. Right, but the, the church is a gift to you to help you. We have take homes for kids' church. I'm here to help, Pastor Dustin's here to help. This is a refuge for you to come and know that your kids are getting discipled. And we are partners with you to do that. If you want the church to be the sole discipler of your child, the two hours a week I get them, that won't happen because there's not modeling, mentoring, and messaging going on at home the other six days a week. They get school, GPA, trophies at sports, whatever. All these other pursuits, that's what they hear and they see people investing their time and money on. And that's what they see their friends. Don't bow to the gods of those around you, this passage says. We need to be the church, not the American church. We need to be the church. And that will transform our nation and it will transform our world. This is still the greatest country on the planet. And if you don't believe me, go to another one and live there for a couple weeks and come back, right? Regardless of all its faults, and there are many, right? There are many. This is the greatest country on the planet, and we have the freedom and the ability to have 55 Bibles in our home and to teach our kids the, the, the Word of God in multiple translations in public, and our kids are allowed to carry Bibles and pray in school on their own volition, right? Teachers can't promote it, but they're allowed to do it. We have all these gifts, and we're not taking advantage of them because those stats of suicide and cutting are no different inside the church than outside the church. Parents, we're here for you. But you got to do the work. And it's hard. I'm telling you right now, it's hard, hard, hard. It's super hard. But my kids are all serving God. Thank God. 
They're not doing it the way I did it. They have different tastes, different gifts, different abilities. Their, their faith doesn't look like mine at all, right? And mine doesn't look like my grandma's and it doesn't look like my dad's. But I have my faith because of what my parents and my grandparents put into me. So if you're a parent here today, some of you might have to go home and do some analysis and look at your schedules and your money and your time and evaluate and rearrange your schedules, right? And it's not too late. Doesn't matter how old your kids are, it's never too late. One of the first messages you can give your kid is the message of forgiveness. Honey, I am so sorry that I haven't sat with you and showed you how to read the Bible or that you, I haven't, that mommy hasn't taught you the word of God. Forgiveness is the start of the gospel, right? Our whole salvation, our whole Christian life is on forgiveness, based on forgiveness. Start there. Then evaluate your schedules, realign things. If you're not sure how to do it, I have plenty of tools and resources. You can call the church. You can email me, Pastor Scott at BosvilleAG.org, whatever. I'm happy to take those emails and those calls, and I will help you and give you everything you can possibly need to fit it into your lifestyle because every home is different too. I'm tired of watching apathetic teenagers, and I'm tired of seeing these stats and people only shaking their heads about it and not doing a thing about it. The church needs to lead the way in taking action on this, and it's not through electing the right officials. It's through resetting our homes and raising our kids. Kendra, can you come up and just, just play do it again softly? And if you're a parent or a grandparent, if you're raising a kid, no matter how old they are, would you just come stand at the altar? I want to close with just a blessing and praying over you. And if you're a grandparent and your kids are grown or whatever, they're out of the house and you've been down this road, and maybe you, you look back now and you see your own misgivings. I certainly failed. I didn't do it perfectly. It's by God's grace my kids are serving God. And they all three have, like I said, different, different paths and have gone different journeys and had different, different things and faced different trials. But it's not too late for your grown kids either. In fact, your grown kids might need to hear I'm sorry more than you know. But right now, if you would, if you're seated, would you stretch your hands this way? And you parents up here, if you would close your eyes and hold out your hands like you're receiving a gift, I want to pray over you and I want to give you a blessing. God's promise still stands. He has a plan for each of your kids and for each of your homes that he set before he said, let there be light. we get to be the guides to our kids to do that. It's an exciting thing, but it's a hard thing. I'm going to bless you and then I'm going to pray. May you be filled with God's word. May you be filled with his spirit. May the Holy Spirit give you the energy to do what needs to be done. 
the wisdom to choose the path for your kids and the activities and things that they participate in. May the Holy Spirit give you the energy and the stamina to do those things. May he lift you up in times of fatigue and tiredness. May he guard your health to keep you healthy and strong. May the Holy Spirit flow in your words to your kids as you share the message, as you model the message, and as you disciple and mentor them in that message. May God's Holy Spirit fill your homes, fill your hearts, fill your minds. Father God, I pray for every home represented here today. God, for the, for the parents of young kids, for the parents of teenagers, for the parents of grown kids, God, every, every home that's represented here today, renew us, renew our hearts, renew our minds. Let this message that you've given us transform the way we do things. Transform the things we let our kids do. Transform the things that we put into our schedules and transform the things we take out of our schedules. Holy Spirit, give us wisdom and give us strength to make those hard choices. Give us the words and, and the things to, to show and to tell our kids when we do tell them no, that they can't do what the other 25 kids in their class are doing because we love Jesus and we love them too much to, to let them do that or to be a part of that. God, you have something better, far better than any activity or any, anything on this planet that it has to offer. God, you have a purpose and you have a plan and you have a strategy and you have a way of doing, doing your plan and being faithful. Lord, be with each one of these parents, God, in their own struggles. God, we pray for finances. God, that the, the finances would be there to, to pay the bills and to keep the lights on and the, and the necessities, God. God, we pray for wisdom and strength and your power. God, I pray that your spirit would move on the hearts and minds of our kids. Lord, even let them lead the way. Mommy, can you read the Bible to me? Implant a desire for you in their hearts in this moment, God. For you are faithful and your promise still stands. We love you. And we thank you for the privilege and the opportunity to be parents. Let us not squander that. I pray this in Jesus' name. Let's sing that. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never failed me yet. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. I know I bashed this a little bit. I hope you're leaving encouraged. It's never too late. One small decision can transform it. A butterfly can flap its wings in Hawaii and there'll be a tsunami in California. Don't root for that. But 
one small action can transform your message, can help you model and mentor your kids. May the Holy Spirit give you wisdom to find that. Just that one thing. It's not going to be an overnight turnaround. I love your kids. Angie and I love your kids. We've been here for six months and we love them more than when we started. They're awesome. They got issues, but that's all right. So does Pastor Scott. They're all talking to each other right now. I see that, right? Anyway. But know that I'm, Angie and I are in this with you. If you need help, if you need some resources, whatever. If you want us to come and show you how to show you some different things or even show you how to do it in the car. <laughs> Don't use your cell phone while doing it, but show you how to do it in the car. Whatever. I'm very passionate about this topic. Very passionate about resourcing parents because I can teach your kids two hours a week, but you're the one that's going to turn the ship around. And we're here for you. So thank you. The Lord bless you and keep you. May his grace shine upon you and give you peace. Have an awesome week. We love you. Go with God. Thank you very much for coming. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for listening this week. If this program has been a blessing to you, we hope you will reach out and connect with us online at our website at buysvilleag.org or connect with us on our social media platforms. On Facebook, it's Buysville Assembly of God or on Instagram, it's at Buysville AG. Have a wonderful week.